Hello everyone and welcome to episode 46 of Pod Hates Us All, the podcast about metal for when you're not listening to metal. As always, I'm your host, Alexander Augustine, and joining me as always is the fabulous John Goldthorpe. How are you doing, John? Fantastic, mate. Absolutely hey. brilliant. I saw you, you went for your full name and you halved mine, but that's okay. Uh, Jonathan Goldthorpe Esquire. Perfect. Do you have any middle names? Yeah, I've got two. Go on. Secret, mate. Oh, mate. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. Secret, mate. John Secret, mate. Goldthorpe. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that. John Judas Goldthorpe. No. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did think we were going to have Nick with us this week, but... All my fault, I actually had to move the recording date and we do not have Nick today, which is a shame. But he will be with, with us soon. Um, he did let us know that he was loving Telekinetic Yeti. Um, he's got some, some choice thoughts on Mind Force, but I will, I will save that for when he, he's with surpri- us. Surprising. I thought he would have yeah. loved it. Yeah, it's a bit... I mean, it's his sound, isn't it? He loves all that, but yeah. Uh, mm. Anyway, Mind Force are great. Um, whatever. Uh, what have you been listening to, John? Mm. That's a good question. I'm actually not prepared for that answer right now. I can do mine. I have uh, because it's getting colder. I was like, ah, it's like I think one of you said on the chat the other day, it's black, it's black metal season. Oh, I was that, like, was, that was definitely me. Yeah, and I was like, it's ab- it absolutely is. Oh, and Nick said, oh no, it's, it's shoegaze it's season. Shoegaze season or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I was rinsing Spectral Wound. Man, Diabolic Thirst by Spectral Wound is yeah, such a album. good album. Like, and every time I come back to it, I'm like, this is so good really good um, however I find that, that that album's not necessarily like a winter some some black metal feels like real wintery and cold I, yeah. I feel Diabolic First is a lot more just punch you in the dick rather than I'm gonna be spooky yeah ab- absolutely uh, and the the more wintery release that I've been rinsing is Thrice Woven uh, Walls in the Throne Room yeah uh, I mean, that's got to be one of my favourite metal albums ever at this point. Really? Every, every time I come back to it, I'm like, I fucking love this. It's Damn. so, it's so good. But, uh, but it is great. I think I prefer Celestial Lineage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- well, because I got into them from Thrice Woven, so it's always got like that special place. But yeah, mm. I mean, Celestial Lineage is fucking amazing. Yeah. Have you done their newer one? Much more. Primordial. Uh, I, I couldn't putting it on and then being like oh, I'm just going to listen to the other one but I should because it does all the things that I like from Fall, Walls yeah, yeah, Falls, good. falls in the in the Fall, womb. Falls, falls in the Falls in the womb room yeah yeah there's there's a gag in there somewhere <laughs> um, but yeah what, what, have you, what have you done then so I've been listening to um, obviously what we've been going to go over a lot but um, Yellow Eyes that Black oh, man yeah I've, I've had them on too on your reco and if I'm uh, looking at what I've just been listening to Metallica kill them all so oh nice yeah. very nice yeah. top, top, topical topical is it? it's not it's not I was oh. just like <laughs> I, I was going to say because I'm seeing Anthrax later and I wanted to shoehorn that in somewhere uh-huh. so hey, guess, guess what I'm going to a show yeah Anthrax Municipal Waste at Brixton Academy tonight I am fucking gassed it's going to be um, great are they, doing a, are they doing like a it's, it's the XL tour, so it's supposed to be like a best of from all of their back catalogue. Being a dick, I always look at like the set list and stuff. They have been playing Bring the Noise, which I've never seen them play live, which Ooh. I'm excited about. Uh, I will force my way to the front and try and bully them into letting me do Chuck D's parts. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, man, imagine Chuck D comes out to do it with him. I'll fucking shit my pants. Um, 14-year-old you would be like, holy shit. Yeah. 
uh, and they've been playing like Only, which is from the John Bush albums, which is like the big single from when Sound of White Noise came out. Um, and yeah, there's something there's something from like every album, but weirdly in the setlist I've seen, there's been nothing from State of Euphoria, which is a pretty big omission. Like especially mm. Be All and End All, and oh, actually they play Antisocial. I think is from that album, so I guess that counts. But Be All and End All not being will, on there. Will they do weird. Madhouse? Yep, Madhouse will be in there. Uh, I've seen they've been playing Medusa, which is probably a tribute to John Zazula, who wrote that song. He was the founder of Megaforce Records, who died recently. There's a tribute show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's uh, Metallica are doing a tribute show for John Zazula, um, which is cool. Because I mean, uh, I think we spoke about him when he died on here, possibly. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we digress. We've got a huge show for you this week. As always, we've got Sunrise Patriot Motion. Uh, we're reviewing their newest release and the newest release from Wormrot as well, uh, which isn't that new. I think it came out in July. But anyway, we, we digress. Yeah, I think, um, I think Sunrise came out in June as well, but hey-ho. Hey but, but hey, we did have that little hiatus for a little while, so all is good. But without any further ado, 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 the time has come! Two men forced a new battle over metal. Can you handle it? I don't fucking think so. Pun hates us all, episode 46. Strap yourselves in and get ready to feel those. Jeez. So, kick it off with the news. Um, the new Slipknot album has come out. Uh, the end so far, but with... Uh, I mean, you'll probably love this, John, because you've you've been waiting for the world to start realising that Slipknot aren't that good anymore for quite a long time. And it's I getting think, some... No, I think I've been waiting for you two to realise they're not that good. <laughs> I think the world fully accepted. Well, they didn't. I mean, because I mean, Slipknot are massive, right? They've got yeah, hordes of rabid they're fans. Huge, huge. You, they're at that kind of point with that kind of rabid fan base that are good. They're gonna. There are gonna be people that. No matter what steaming turd they put out on the table, um, people are like, this is great, this is amazing. Oh, I just love what they've done there. Um, but it's almost becoming a cool thing to say uh, online is how shit the new album is. Um, if you, It's got... I was looking on Metacritic. It's got, like, a 7 or 8 out of 10 uh, on Metacritic from, like, the reviewers that have done it. So, like, Kerrang! gave it, like, a good score, as they always do, and all that stuff, but a lot of people online, every time Slipknot posts anything about it, all the comments underneath are like, garbage, like, why did you bother? Um, hmm. uh, a lot of people have a problem with the first song, Adderall. Uh, there's people saying, like, oh, I know Corey loves David Bowie, but he did just have to make a David Bowie song. Was the, and I was like, okay. Um, have you heard it? Does it sound like Bowie? Uh, no. It's, uh, it just sounds like a bad Slipknot song. Um, I... I Obviously, I can completely see what everyone's saying. It's I really didn't like it at all. I was like, I did give it a go. I've, I've tried it a couple of times. A lot of it feels very forgettable. Um, a lot of it feels like they've literally done like what the first time it goes properly heavy. It's literally just sick from the mm. the, the self titled album, yeah. the red one, and the red, uh, the red one. and um, <laughs> it's just that with like a slightly different guitar on it and like. It doesn't say, here comes the pain. And, you know, it, it feels very similar. And there's, like, scratching bits that feel very similar to the very early stuff. But 
it is just almost like a nod to early stuff and hey remember we used to be cool and it's yeah. it's it just i don't know um it 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 feels like they couldn't really be asked or they're out of ideas or i don't know it's I mean, it's some it's up there to say so ain't it it's probably the case they're probably uh, just like look we have to just sort of do this for to be relevant i guess and to for an excuse to keep touring well it's there it's the last release with roadrunner so it's it's always been so contractually they were like we've got to put out this other album lots of people were like are they just kind of can't be asked it's the last roadrunner album and they've in interviews and stuff they've been like no 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 we've actually we've absolutely gone hard on this it marks like the end of an era and stuff like heads why it's called the end so far um and yeah it's it's not great um okay well i, I mean let's uh let's move on from the slipknot review <laughs> <laughs> This next piece of news was kind of handpicked for Nick. Um, you you might you might like this too, Dorky. But um, so it's uh, the news that Anders Bjorla from uh, has rejoined at the gates on guitar. So that's exciting because it means that the next album they're working on a new album with him, and it means that the next album they're working on is the exact lineup that did Slaughter of the Soul. It's the exact lineup that did Terminal Spirit Disease, and it's the exact lineup that did uh, At War with Reality, which I would say are their three best records. Okay. Um, so that's really fucking exciting for me personally. I'm, I'm, I'm like great. War with Reality, Reality was like their comeback album, and I know Nick loved that album. I love that album. The guitar tone on it is fucking crushing. Um, I'd say that. I'd say War of Reality could possibly tip Slaughter of the Soul. Controversial take. I think it's very fucking good. Um, okay, okay. But, I mean, if yeah. I had, an, if I if I knew what you were talking about, I'd give an opinion. Oh man, you, you need to check out At War with Reality, Reality no. by At the Gates. It's really, I, really bloody good. I don't. Yes, you do. Do you not even <laughs> like Slaughter of the Soul? No, I don't. I just don't like that sound. What you don't like, death metal. I don't like that kind of time of death, death metal. metal. Yeah, yeah. The, the Gothenburg scene of death metal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, if Nick was here, he would say, oh, that's bloody great. I'm going to unplug all of my silly pedals and start listening to that. <laughs> um, is, it, is it shoegaze? <laughs> oh, I've heard he's got a lovely new Revo pedal. Um, but uh, <laughs> So me, I, I can't wait. Love to see a reaction tape of Nick just listening to this back. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm really excited about that. But, but let's move on. Uh, I think that's really cool news. Uh, also news that you will not care about, John, is, this is this is just new th- stuff I'm excited about is what okay. uh, we should we should call this little bit of the news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, bad, uh, bad news it... and irrelevant news. <laughs> uh, I mean, pretty much the the other couple of news stories I've got are fairly irrelevant. So 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 strap yourselves in and fill those G's. Uh, so Maiden <laughs> have announced a European oh, tour for oh, summer 2023. I am fucking buzzing. It's great because normally when they tour, except for the Legacy of the Beast tour, which happened a few years ago, um, Maiden typically are just like, oh, we're playing Download and other festivals like around the world. This will be stadium shows, which would be just Maiden. Um, so Steve Harris was doing an interview about it and he said, because uh, they COVID happened, like right in the middle of the Legacy of the Beast tour, which was like a celebration of their whole discography. Um, there was, then Sujutsu came out sort of in the middle of that break. And obviously they wrote it during, like, and did it all in, in lockdown. Um, 
So when it came out, they were like, oh, fuck, we should update the Legacy of the Beast tour to include some of the new songs on it. And they opened with the first three tracks of the album. And they had this big, like, um, Japanese palatial stage set for, for that song. So that sounds fucking cool. And I can't wait to see that. But they were like, we can't just do like a Sujitsu tour because we've kind of done bits of it already. Mm-hmm. So they so this new tour is going to be focused on Sujitsu, but also Somewhere in Time, which is the album with Wasted Years on it. It's got Seas of Madness on it. Um, it's It's got Caught Somewhere in Time on it. It's, that's, I'd say that's probably my second favourite Maiden album. True story. Um, okay. and so it's gonna be so great. you're buzzing. I'm, I'm fucking gas, mate. It's going to be great. I can't wait to see... And like all the... And what is that going to be? When, when, um, O2. Be? It's at the O2. O2. Oh, yeah. that'd be a nice £400 ticket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm buzzing for that, but all the promos have got a mix of feudal Japan and samurais, and then somewhere in time is like that futuristic cyberpunk style thing going oh, on. Oh, is that like, is that the artwork for that? Yeah, the cyberpunk one. I love the yeah. artwork. And so it's those two things smashed together. So it's like a cyberpunk okay. dude with a samurai sword, and it's fucking cool. Like that, any nerds out there will see that and be like, "This is badass." Okay. Into it. Um, right, nice. So yeah, that is ha- coming ha- in 20- I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> um, so that's happening in 2023. Um, tickets for Italy, I think, go on sale. Went on sale yesterday, which was Friday the seventh of October, uh, and they're on sale from I think the twelfth and thirteenth for everywhere else. Go nice. and snap them up. I'll see you guys at the O2. Big controversial, crushing news story. Life-changing. Jonathan Davis oh God. has released a line of pet products called Freak on a Leash. Has he actually? Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, so he's launching it. Uh, it's, a new, it's a new premium pet product band uh, for fans of metal and horror. So I imagine it's going to be like grunger-themed clothes for dogs. And um, I'm interested to see what the horror side of it. That actually sounds pretty cool. Um but yeah, so it's premium pet products. Uh, he's launching it at Aftershock Festival today, which is the 8th of October. Well, um, I mean, if you're there, go snap it up. Mate, go get yourself a fucking leash. <laughs> get yourself a fucking squeaky toy. You that goes, freak. You squeeze it. It's like, boom. Like that, boom, like that, <laughs> I'd actually buy that if that happened. Yeah, yeah that'd be fucking great. <laughs> that'd be outrageous. Um, so yeah, you're going to get some of those for Riz? Yeah, why not? Are, are you though? If it, if it was like a... If it was the Issues doll as a dog toy, I'd get it. That's fucking cool. I mean, yeah, down. I'm down for that. But they probably won't do anything that cool. So We've we actually come up with two great products just now. Like what was a the other John, one? A squeaky toy that goes boom. Oh, boom, yeah. Boom, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put, put that squeaker in the Issues doll. Nah, do them separately. You make more money. That's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Business. Always, li- always making you, money. <laughs> if you're listening, JD. It, yeah. John old Joy pal day. yeah um, I feel bad because uh, I've only got one I don't feel bad I've only got one news story left well I've got I've got one it's not really oh yeah it, yeah it's okay so this is a bit shall, of a random one well shall I, shall I do mine because it's shit is yours good mm, random go on you do yours go on you do yours alright so basically Danny Elfman oh of, yeah from of, of, of Batman Returns of, yeah or Simpsons or 
yeah. Desperate Housewives or any any Desperate good, Housewives, <laughs> any good theme tune you could think of. Boom. Does the, des- does the Desperate Housewives theme slap? Slaps as much as a Danny Elfman tune can slap. It's pretty pretty slappy. Pretty slappy. He um, so you know he has like a solo career and whatnot. Um, what, de- de- of one man black metal project. <laughs> I mean, no, but <laughs> so a, a video came out. Um, of a track that has been remixed and and like accompanied by, can you guess? Can you guess the band? I was going to say a bath, a bath. Think, um, think, ra- think random. Think, think random as fuck. Crazy town. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to jump in. The locust. No, really? <laughs> yeah. Fucking. I don't know, but Surely it's actually it's actually really good, like no. really good. And the video is made by Chris Cunningham, so it's like a, a really cool package of like it's like two and a half minutes. Um, is it? Is it? Does it sound like the locust? Like there's like, elements of locust influence, like it, weird kind of synth sounds, weird like you know they had that kind of muted drum sound that was quite like with blasts and whatever that going on through it. Um, it's a weird listen, but it's fucking cool, man. Like, it's definitely worth checking out. Matt, that's, that's, I mean, that shit's on the thing that I've got to tell you about. Like, that's, that's I mean, what a crossover that no one thought would ever <laughs> happen. Mate, that's so cool. I'm literally psyched to hear that. I'm, yeah. I'm not much of a Locust fan, though. Like, how are you with those guys? Uh, I used to really like them in the, in the scene days um, when it was kind of called to, like, weird, obscure music. But I reckon if I actually really thought about it, I probably didn't like them that much. And yeah, but I mean, not much has changed, is it? Like <laughs> <laughs> um, Sit, sitting here in my ad nauseum scarf. Ad nauseum neckerchiefs. Such a great new product idea. Um, yeah, uh, that sounds great. I, I mean, I used to see the locust on. Uh, John Mark had the uh, good, good power of mine. He had the Hellfest DVDs and yeah. you always just see Locust come out and be like, who the fuck are these guys? This is mental. But always like, this is exciting to watch, but I've never listened to this on records. I just couldn't, couldn't be bothered. Um, Solomon the Underworld. They were actually, oh, really? Yeah, <coughs> really good. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, um, really good. Oh, mate, fuck. All right, well, maybe I'll give the Locust a go and, uh, and do that. Do the Danny um, Elfman song first. Oh, yeah, obviously. I'm 100% going in first with the Danny Elfman song and then, and then crack it on. Uh, it's a lovely water bottle, by the way. Um, great, great merch. Shout out, shout out Dark Arts Coffee. Lovely stuff. Nice. Um, right, so moving on, uh, I had a collab to tell you about, which is like, I almost don't want to say it after you've, you've dropped that one because it's way better. Um, but Jesse Leach from Killswitch, who seems to be guesting on everything at the moment, uh, has guested on the latest Anti Flag song, which okay. is like, yeah, not, if as, not as cool a collab. No, not a cool, not a cool kind of at all. Um, so, if you remember Anti Flag, they they are like sort of like pop punk, fat rec, fat rec era, um, hyper political lyrical content. Um, had some really great songs. Uh, if you if you like your your punk, Underground Network is a fucking amazing Underground Network, amazing album. Um, so they've got a new there's a new Anti Flag song called Modern Meta Medicine. Uh, and the the video is basically like it, the video is quite cool. It's like a massive uh, fuck you to American healthcare, uh, and it's it's got stuff like one of the stats that comes up early on 
So it's like over half of the bankruptcies in the US uh, come from uh, unexpected medical costs, which oh, is I'm, oh, I'm, that's I'm, crazy. I'm, yeah, which I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, the American healthcare system is awful, Mate, which is fine. Which which is fine for us to say on our crumbling NHS over here in the UK. Um, well, it's all it's all fucked, isn't it? But at least we don't have yeah. to pay like two grand just to ride in an ambulance. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Like, like like craziness. So um, so yeah. Um, but in terms of what this sound used to be, which is that sort of fun pop punk, punk sound, obviously anti flag have evolved a lot since then. Uh, they've been in the mainstream area for ages, and it's now kind of. Fans of anti-flag or anything like that would be it'd be like, man, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But uh, it, I, I was listening to this song with Jesse Leach and with him in it as well. It almost feels like Sayosini, like oh, that okay. kind of like Tra- guitar. Yeah, well, I, I mean the Sayosin self-titled album with the guy that isn't Anthony Green. I really enjoyed. I thought it was good. But I, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's not my usual taste. And I feel like listeners of Podhexes All who probably are. Like just dusting off their incantation shirts to uh to to pop this in their ears and would think like no that's rubbish so yeah wouldn't recommend it's it's a weird one so yeah <laughs> great great bit of news <laughs> <laughs> and that's been the news! well let's get into so, yeah. the good stuff then well yeah let's do it um what do you, do you want to start start with the uh, sunshine pasty factory. <laughs> What a name that this band has. Sunrise Patriot Motion. Um, yeah. yeah, let's start with them. Kind of weird name. Um, okay, so band, Sunrise Patriot Motion. Album, Black Fellflowers Stream. Um, they are a... I, d- I think they're basically a two-piece, but then have a vocalist and a drummer that come in and do the work for them as well recording it but basically the two guys the main guys are will and sam scarstad who are in yellow eyes so like they're the oh, people behind okay. yellow eyes and i think one of them solos Ustalost as well so like in the kind of black metal scene like the kind of progressive black metal scene you know like the yeah, new yeah. york more lamp of murmur that kind of scene yeah they're, yeah, yeah. they're, they're pretty well pretty pretty big um but yellow eyes are incredible um, yeah, ye- Yellow Eyes, we mentioned it, I think, at the very beginning of yeah. recording. Uh, really fucking good. What's that Yellow Eyes album you got me to check out called? Because that's oh, great. Something something through the ceiling, something ceiling. I can't remember. But it's the, it came out in like 2019. But like, if you like black metal, that is a little bit, it pushes the envelope of like, te- not technical ability, but kind of songwriting and, and like textures. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah, the anyway. bits of it were more unexpected than other black metal stuff that you might. That's right. To. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, so they're very. Um, they have a very good understanding of songwriting and riff writing, and they obviously work well together because Yellow Eyes is fantastic. So this is their first. Um, this is a debut album for Sunrise Patriot Motion, and it's. Um, I'll read. I'll read. This is plucked from their Bandcamp, of 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 their kind of sound, right? Nice. A, por- a portrait of obsession and torment set entirely in a single isolated field where a man in the throes of mania believes he is capable of digging a hole deep enough to reach oil. So that's the concept of the album, right? That's, that's pretty cool. I, yes. I, so I remembered, because Nick mentioned in listening up to review this, he's like, oh, it's something about some geezer looking for oil. I was like, that's mental. Yeah. Um, 
but it's weird because when you understand it, when you know the concept and you hear the thing in four you're like oh okay it actually kind of makes sense in a weird way but yeah anyway yeah. and that does sound dark and fucked up and kind of cool um okay but yeah go so on. so yeah so this band aren't black metal uh to say to start that off with they're kind of like um goth post-punk dungeon synth um mm-hmm. It goes quite poppy and indie as well in places, but it's, yeah. it has a very kind of evil black metal like over overtone, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, or, or undertone, Absol- but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when I first put it on, just the muddiness of the production made me feel like we're in a black metal space. But yeah, like the song, like one of the drum beats comes in, and it's literally like it wouldn't be that out of place in like indie rock. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. But that kind that, of that 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 quadruple hi hat like yeah four four beat right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but there is that there is a general atmosphere to the whole album which is exactly. very dark and very yeah. cool and does feel very much akin to black metal. like that evil black metal yeah. metal era so like metal fans I feel like there is definitely something here for you like, yeah because it's not it's definitely not a a pop album or like an indie album it's mm. it's um I'd say it's it is a gothic post-punk album on the on the surface but yeah if you're into like black metal and even dungeon synth there's a lot in there for you mm. um should we yeah so should we get stuck in yeah let's get stuck in because like the first thing i wanted to bring up was uh, i was i'm disappointed to hear that the vocalist wasn't in the band because i think he's one of the best bits about this for me so i think i think they i think the guys write everything together and yeah. one of them writes the lyrics because it was like their concept and then mm. i think they have a vocalist who is in the band but he didn't write it if that makes sense so he his, just his, he just performs it his voice is fucking good like the yeah. and when you say that it's about the desk like a like the mania of a guy in a field trying to find oil or whatever. I mean, even saying that out loud sounds mental. But, <laughs> but like, his voice is so desperate and cool sounding that yeah, I don't really desperate. have to... Desperate's a good word for it. Because it's like a wail, isn't it? It's not like a... It's like yeah, a, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not like a black... It's more like a howl, almost. Yeah. Um, it's very... Um, Mike actually called it, like, the Bane singer. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd say um, I'd, which I'd is see weird because you'd be like, oh, if, as you're describing it, you'd be like, oh, that, does that work? But it actually really does. Um, it, quite shouty, it, it does. quite howly. Um, but yeah, I just think I think this. Um, go, let's go. I mean, we'll start with the first track, right? Because it starts, yeah. it sets the scene perfectly, in my opinion. It's got like a, it's very melancholic, melancholy. Do you yeah. think? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's got like a plodding, that kind of plodding rhythm that goes through. It's almost a little bit shoegazy, I, I want to say as well. Um, yeah, it's, uh, that's why I wanted to hear Nick's take on this because I think yeah. I think it would be quite up his street. Um, but then, yeah, going into track two is when it is when I think it, the album really picks up because then it that goes was, quite. Yeah, that, is that that's the the what's it called? Uh, warp warp, of, the warp of the window. Yeah, because yeah. it, really? it, it starts with that icy kind of black metal synth. Yeah, and it goes <laughs> into that. Yeah, industrial yeah. that doom scats doom cats. That song that song's a hit. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, um yeah, so I think I think what they have the ability to do is write really catchy like hooks, like synth hooks, which is kind of very eighties pop, like synth pop and almost goth pop. Mm. Um but package it together in a very dark way. Mm. Like um, 
one one thing that I had with this album, so I've, I've done this through about, I think probably about eight, eight to ten times I've gone through this album, like, at, at good length. And I did find that on at least the first few listens, I found it quite difficult to get into. Like, okay. there was something in there that I couldn't, I don't know, if me there was just something about it that I just found difficult to be like, yeah, I'm going to keep this on for the full length. And I don't know, I was wondering if you had any of that going on at all. Or... Uh, no, nah, I was I was in, instantly hooked. I don't know what okay. it was about it, but like I put it on and I was like, immediately I was like, this is fantastic. And I just had yeah. to listen to it again and again. I've probably done it about, no lie, over 20 times. Like it's, it's, it's a go-to straight for me. Man, because like, okay, well... Like so, let let's go into the uh, ye oldy mandolini dungeon synthy tracks. Yes, they're kind of uh, interludes, right? You've got anti gleam, yeah. anti gleam. Yeah, very classic dungeon synth, um, and that comes at like track four, is it? Yeah, or five, track five. Yeah. So it's a very nice break um, in in the album, um, and then it goes straight into that kind. Of, My father's Christian Humidor, which is oh, very yeah. like eighties synth pop. Um, quite shoegazy has really cool guitar leads that kind of carry the song and then you get um more dungeon synth towards the end of the album before the album closer so yeah it has um that kind of medieval drum cadence going like doom 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 yeah doom and then the kind of uh folky inspired guitar twangy you know synthy leads you could imagine it on like a Stormkeep record almost. Absolutely. Uh, Stormkeep was actually the comparison I was going to bring up. Like, I, could, uh, I could hear it a lot. So like the standout songs for me on this record. So Warp of the Window, Oil Dreamfield and Drippings of God were like the three songs that I was like, these are fucking bangers. O- Oil Dreamfield was your standout? Yeah. Interesting. I actually think that's not that it's bad, but I think that's maybe the weakest on the album. Oh, okay. It, was, it had like the moments in it where... It had like hooks in it that got their hooks into me, and I was like, "This is this this is like good dark." That like the there were elements of the record that made me think of typo, which it being October now, like that really speaks to me at this time of year. Um, so like did really enjoy it, but as a package, I did feel it. There was something in it which I couldn't quite get on board with. Um, but I like it. It's original. It's um, it's dark, but I guess there was just like this would sound a bit childish of me to be honest, but I think there was just a heaviness missing to it, or like a something that like really got me going in it. Like okay. even with like really slow doom records, there'll be something in there that like moves me, and in this I was missing it a little bit. Okay, that's fair. But yeah, like so so like for you as someone who loves this. I'm, yeah, is is what I'm what I'm taking away, and and like yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm still giving this like a pretty pretty like decent score. Like I uh, I don't want to say it's a bad record by any stretch, but like what are the what are the parts of this album that really like speak to you and and you're like man, I fucking love this in terms of like song or just overall what? essence, both. Like if like what so, like right, what's so, that? So standout songs for me were Warp of the Window, um, I Search for Gasoline. Yeah. Um, my father's Christian Humidor. I think they were the they were the standout for me. Um, I search for gasoline's really cool. It has like really great guitar hooks, um, like almost dual guitar leads, and then the synths does something different. They have a very cool understanding of like interweaving um, movements of like synth leads, guitar leads, and bass leads that are all kind of doing completely different things, but harmonizing the whole package. 
and it and it um and it really while the drums are doing something kind of not what you expect like we said that kind of indie um hi-hat straight four four beat over kind of like tremolo picking it just sounds really cool um really evil but but it's very like what i love about it is i love um i love synth like synth wave like 80s pop that kind of genre of music as much as i love like black metal and evil kind of music right yeah and this for me was like a perfect marriage uh, marriage of the two yeah. um i feel like they had a very good understanding of um 80s sound and um and expression and synth and songwriting um like with catchy hooks and and um and catchy leads but they also yeah. have a very good understanding obviously because of their black metal like in like backgrounds of evil dark um oppressive but um melancholy so it's a really great like juxtaposition of the dark melancholy and the uplifting like you know pop yeah. sound um that's that's what i love it's like two of yeah. my two favorite things like coming together marrying yeah. really well yeah i think i think their songwriting is flawless like there's not a bad song on there and the album flows like incredibly in my opinion yeah i i, I agree with that um and like knowing the concept now as well like the sound of it does have that sort of maddening mania to it i think like when you say like endless mania of someone toiling to 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 find yeah. oil like it has that almost like a work it sounds like a working a working march through some of the songs and it does that in like a really cool de- the atmosphere of it yeah. is is untouchable right well the it has that album- kind of like it, it, yeah like you said it's there's in it's industrial in parts where where you think it needs to be and like obviously it makes sense from like a kind of digging for oil sense it goes yeah. qu- like some of the songs are about dreaming like dreaming for oil and it it goes quite ethereal and almost they put that kind of like reverby tremolo effect on the vocals to give it a dreamlike state. I think, and I think the production carries that perfectly. Like it's muddy, it's muddy enough to be like lo-fi in a way, but it's mm. the, the clarity and, and tonality still push through enough to be like a really well-produced album. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we go, why don't we go into ratings then? Like what, what, what did you give it? I gave it a 4.7. Oh mate, fucking hell! Yeah, That's... for me, for me, this is like album of the year contender. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I'm absolutely for me, it's it's a hundred percent a Fuhr approved. Like it's a great record, but I've given it a three point nine. Well, I mean that's that's a higher score still. Yeah. Because I I really I really dug it, but that initial there was like a bit of a barrier with it that I felt like I had to I had to persevere with it to to really get the rewards out of the album. Yeah. Um, and but those rewards are are big and exciting and, and very enjoyable. Um, yeah, like it's not it's it's not going to be for everyone. But I think if yeah. you're if you love um, dungeon synth, if you love gothic rock and eighty synth pop almost, then this is going to mm. be like right up your street. Yeah, it's it's good. It, the atmosphere and the pictures that it paints are are good and dark and it takes you into some quite interesting spaces just as it goes on its journey. And that's the thing that's great about a concept album is it does go on a journey. Yeah. And almost because and they've that got way. that, yeah, because they've got that story to tell, it goes along. You, it does allow them to explore different areas of their sound, which if they were just doing like, Oh, we'll do this, then this, then this, and this, it, you wouldn't like get it so much. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ab- absolutely for approved. Um, I think the reason it doesn't break into the force for me is like, I don't feel myself craving to listen to it. Yeah, that's um, fair. I mean, yeah. 
but like yeah it's fun. it's great it's a really good release um i would definitely implore people to, to check it out yeah definitely <laughs> Uh, we're now going to talk about uh, Worm Rot, a band from Singapore who have had uh, some pretty wild lineup changes uh, of of recent. Uh, so the, the album we're about to talk about is Hiss by Worm Rot. It is their fourth full length, which came out on the 8th of July uh, this year, 2022, uh, on Earache. Um, band from Singapore, initially sort of famous from there is a meme of a band, is a guy in a red hat, screaming down a mic and at in the front row of the gig that they're playing it's like a full oh, show with the goat there's a, yeah there's a goat there it's just them uh, yeah this is that's worm rot <laughs> so okay. i originally i originally checked out worm rot a few years ago because i was like i wonder who the fuck that band is like that people must know who they they are and i was like they're actually really good um okay okay so so they got signed to earache in the myspace days uh it, someone from earache actually messaged them on their myspace page uh, so they've been on earache like, for a while uh, yeah, they've been on Earache a while. Oh, okay. um, vo- voices came out on Earache as well. Um, but uh, so yeah, someone actually messaged them on their MySpace page, which I think was every MySpace metal band's dream was Amazing. to get a message in your inbox from from Earache to say like, "Hey, like, want to want to do some stuff." Um, they formed in two thousand and seven uh, after the founding, because in Singapore you have to complete uh, two years mandatory national service. Um, so after the founding members have completed their national service, they founded Worm Rot, which is really fucking cool. Um, the album is a whopping 21 songs long, (laughs) but done in 32 minutes. Yep. Um, so yeah, if if we're going to describe the sound, it's like, it's grindcore, but way more accessible. Like this album, Mm. Hiss specifically is like a way more accessible arena of grindcore. There's huge, you can hear like the late Napalm Death influences in this massively. If you like uh, Napalm Death albums, Time Waits for No Slave and some of the newer stuff by by Napalm as well. There's big elements of that in there. But then they do like big soaring, almost epic um, elements as well. The very last track, um, Glass Shards, has like a fucking clarinet or a violin in it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's big convergy moments in it as well. Yep. Uh, which 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 you can hear coming through, um, but ultimately it's 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 grindcore with oh and there's a huge hardcore vibe to it right there's lots yeah, of big two step moments on it, um, which uh, John I'm, I'm interested to hear your takes on this because I know you're like, um, like on our chat Nick was saying oh the drop in in this song's really good and you're like yeah for a garage band or something <laughs> like that. A, lo- like, a, lo- a, lo- a local band. I, yeah, I was like, man, that's fucking savage. Like, so, so, I, I had a good time with this. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's worth noting just before we start to unpack the album a bit. So, their vocalist and manager both left after this was recorded and like the release cycle for this was planned. Um, the vocalist left. Uh, they've been putting out things on their Instagram and so. Uh, no idea. Uh, they just like just differences. I think uh, I could be thinking of why someone else left. Uh, I think it is one, right? He said uh, that he was like at a point in his life where he's like trying to earn money and like actually have a life, and he's just yeah, like, I yeah. can't. I I, I don't want to mint or twist words here, but he said something like, I can't pretend that being in a band is what I want to do anymore, like because because he needs to afford to live and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. That's um, fair. And, and I don't know why the manager left. Like, maybe he wasn't making much money or I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, interestingly, they're the first Singaporean act to ever play Glastonbury were Worm Rod. Really? Yeah. 
fun fun fact from their Wikipedia. That's a good fact. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's unpack the album. Right, we've got we won't go through all song, twenty-one song songs, song. song yeah. by song. Um, but like on the, on the whole, Dorky, what was your what was your take? So I okay, I'll, I'll go through what I liked about the album. I like the urgency of the album. Um, yeah. They kind of have a. It feels apparent that they're there to, just to blast through these like explosive songs and and do a, have a fun time doing it, which I I, I definitely enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the drumming. Um, he's definitely on another planet with some of the stuff that he's doing. However, it almost it's almost too good, and the production on it makes it sound fake. It makes it sound like triggered program drums, and I'm not okay. sure if they do do that in places or if he's actually performing it. I'm not too sure. Um, maybe maybe that's just me being hypercritical, but I can, I can hear that because there's there's something because the drumming comparison I brought up when I was listening to it was full of hell, and there's something so raw about when full of hell do that grindcore drum sound. And just like the manic chaos that is mm. grindcore drumming, I think it's um, the production. I think it's yeah. the production of it. It's too, it's too crisp, and it sounds, it just sounds a bit fake. Um, but I, that's a, take nothing away from the drumming; it's in, incredible. And and I I felt there was something in the guitar production that I couldn't get on board with. Like it almost felt too compressed or something like that. Like yeah, it didn't. I, and it's it not, takes it's away not got the best, some of the chaos. A hundred percent. It's not got the best production in the world. Um, I think that could definitely push this up a little bit higher if if they found like a really good sound engineer that that kind of got what they were going for in in a way. Yeah, it's um, it's almost like he's, they've they've lost some of the rawness of yeah. a grindcore record in there. But I think if you had that rawness, some of the more epic like Glass Shards is a standout. Like the very last song is a standout for me. I think it's really fucking good. But if you had that not produced the way it is. Yeah, it I, wouldn't. I, I, it wouldn't hit the same way. I, yeah, and and I think this is where I've put in a. Um, this is in my likes and dislikes comment, right? So I've put that they have a, a really good mix in styles, right? So yeah, it, it's it's a good, it's a nice refreshing change up to go from like grind into something more hardcore based or more thrash based or more like epic, you know, post rock sounding. However, it that is also a bit of their downfall. I think like it yeah. it doesn't feel focused enough to be concise um and i think if they shaved off maybe like five to ten minutes of the album and really focused in on on like a, a sound that works with everything rather than like here's a little bit of thrash now here's a little bit of hardcore now here's a little bit of like epic post metal and now here's like more grind it mm. would be a, a lot better package um because because I, I i hear that but i think one of the one of the things that really speaks to me is like having like a very fucked attention span there's so much going on with this that it keeps my attention for the full the full half hour like i'm like okay cool oh cool now this is happening and and, and that yeah. keeps me in but like I, I do i do hear what you mean it's almost like it's very that, yeah but that's why all I put over my the place yeah that's why i yeah. said my likes and dislikes it because it, it it does make it a good listen but then if you're going to be hypercritical on what would make this album better then i think they need to just focus slightly a bit more on on what works as an overall package rather than like, now we're just going to go hardcore. Now we're just, it feels yeah. like um, a grindcore band that just are like trying to attempt different things in between their, them being grindcore. Okay. I think that's a bit harsh, but like, I, I mean, that's, that's, like, that, that's me being as very reductive as it possibly can be. Obviously yeah, they've done, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously it's a very good package. Like it, 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 I had a great time with this album. Like don't, don't get it twisted. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. 
it's, it's yeah. a really good album. Um, but that's I, the only problem. And but, also as well, sorry, to, sorry to just yeah, go, no, no, on, no. go on on a shitting rampage. <laughs> what, what, what I meant by the local band bit was like, um, it just sounds a little bit amateur hour in some of the parts. Like the, some, the gang, some of the two-step drops are like... The, two, oh, the two-step okay. and the gang vocals, I just, I cringe a little bit when they do it. And it's, um, it's just, they could be a bit more mature in, in that area. Okay. Um, I think just jumping back to production, like, I feel like, because those two-step bits especially, like the riffs are quite standard and I imagine live they're very, very fun. But I almost feel like because I can imagine the audio engineer and them as well was so excited to, to work on Glass Shards, which is the last song, that sound has been applied to everything else and you just kind of get this these two-step drops that are fucking cool and very exciting when they land, but almost like, oh, I wish there was like just that extra bit of like feedback Punch. or something going on here like just something else that made it feel that little bit more chaotic um, yeah i hear you almost like like we were saying like with like that kind of spy sound um mm. or gulch where it's just like a bit more just yeah just a bit rawer even though the album is quite raw as well it's 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 difficult to critique because there's things the things that i like about it are also the things i dislike which sounds yeah. really stupid um I actually really enjoy their two-step moments. Um, yeah, they are yeah, quite they're mosh, fun. They're quite mosh-worthy. And the riff writing on this album is fantastic. Um, like, some of the thrash riffs are really fucking cool. Um, behind Closed Doors, the, yeah. there's that riff at 104. Um, yeah. It's fucking wicked. Same with that Seizures. Um, seizures, I've, I've, seizures I've got as like a big... I've got it written down with a big heart next to it. Like, I, I really enjoyed Seizures. Really yeah, it's really cool. And and also there's that track called Grieve, right? Which I think is a yeah. it's like an instrumental interlude, but there's that kind of violin, that horror violin that goes over mm. the top with like the blasting. I think when they do kind of a bit more experimental stuff like that, because then that's incorporating that's what I mean about mixing in like epic sounding stuff but with grind. That mm. works, but it's when they go completely the other way and be like, now we're gonna do post rock or now we're gonna do thrash and then grind is when it dis the disconnect happens a little bit. Yeah, I completely agree with that. But I feel like they, I feel like on this is a, this is a fucking good record. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, let's, sure. let's let's have that right. And I feel like we both we've both been saying that. Um, but I feel like what they do next, because um, I think they don't need a, like if the vocalist left, that's fine. But I feel like they've started to mix some things there, which are really fucking exciting, and they've made a very good record out of it. And I'm really excited to what they do next because now that they found their feet there with this within these 21 songs, I feel like the next load of stuff they release is going to be, I'm, I can't wait to hear what we're yeah. going to do next. hundred percent. I actually yeah. wrote, I actually wrote at the end, like um, a bit of refinement. It could have been a masterpiece. Very excited for the next album. Like I think, yeah. I think if they, yeah, refine and come back with something a bit more concise, because I actually do lose a bit of interest, maybe the last five or 10 minutes. Um, okay. Even though it's a short album, I think because there's so much change going on, it's a bit exhausting. Yeah, I hear that. Because I mean, because it's just frenetic and mad, and you just like oh, fucking hell. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's so, like where so the other songs started like voiceless choir. It's got like that one uh, minute thirty. It's got a really good two step drop in it. Sea of disease, I absolutely loved. So seizures, voiceless choir, sea uh, and sea of disease are all quite close together on on the album list. It and then glass shards is that big epic ender which reminds me of like when converge did like grim heart black rose or you, you know you hear like those big epic mm -hmm. um like world ending 
crescendo for an album. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's re- it's fucking good. And then it, it the album begins and ends with this really soft, like sort of water oh, sound. Actually, can we talk about the start of the album? <laughs> it fucking pisses me off. There's thirty seconds Why? of silence. Thirty seconds. You can hear water blowing. If you turn it up to max, you can hear a slight bit of water. It's basically silence for thirty seconds. And for an album, and for for the song's only a minute long, just just start, just start the album. I mean, to to be fair, it was the it was kind of a audible landmark, which let me know that oh, here's where I am in in this chaos. Um, but it's I, right I, at I've the start. It, well, well, I mean, when it gets to the end, and then glass shards happen, like the first time, I was like, oh, okay, that's the end. But because glass shards is so good, I was like, I'm going back to the beginning again, and. Are you telling me you, you press play and you don't just go forward thirty seconds with the timer? No, you I just actually, the you sit there in silence for thirty seconds. No. And I, or I put it on, or I have it on so that it plays on repeat, and so it will just go water, water, water. So you get like a whole minute of water when you go from the end to the beginning again, and then uh, yeah, and then it's like, I, I, li- listeners, listen to this album, and if you can hear water on your on your average volume at home, I'll be impressed because I couldn't, I couldn't hear nothing. It sounded like no. silence. Think you need to get down a doctor's son. Get <laughs> get the wax out of your your peepers. My um, eyes. <laughs> yes, your eyes. Um, so yeah, wait. So, should we should we talk about ratings? Uh, yeah. yeah. Shall I shall I go first or do you want to go yeah, first? Yeah, go on. You go. I, you go. I went in with a three point nine. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I've gone. I've gone four point two. Okay. Yeah. So, that, so, a similar similar kind of range. Si- similar similar vibe. So yeah, yeah ve- very fucking good. Um, I I had a really really good time with it. Uh, it's great fun, lots of variety. It's constantly changing, uh, and I absolutely love the last track. So for for me, it's it's a. I guess that's a big fat four approved. I feel like yeah, Nick, I'd say I'd say it's. I think Nick. I think Nick loves it. I think he'll yeah. give it a, a nine out of five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was also keen to hear Nick's take on it because like one thing I was thinking about was, I I love a bit of grindcore. Pupil Slicer is on my, my regular rotation. I'm like been a Napalm Death fan for for fucking like decades now. Like, um, there's a, a I'd love to hit, but I don't delve into grindcore on the regular. Like, I'm never like oh, I wonder what the grindcore scene's doing these days, and like really going into that. Like, Pig Destroyer, I could take or leave. Like, I'm just calling out the big names here, but obviously there's like a whole underbelly of like grindcore bands that I don't get involved with, and I can imagine that the grindcore. Die Hard would probably not vibe with this album because it's yeah, almost I'd, it's it's I'd almost like a, it's like a, almost like the the poppy end of what they they are all about. And I'd be interesting to hear a Die Hard grindcore fans take on this album to be like, is this a masterpiece or is it like oh that's, yeah what they that's doing? true that's true. I think so, I think I think you they'd be in the latter camp like be like fuck this. Um, yeah. Go listen to some agrophoric nosebleed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anal were anal cunt were they kind. They called themselves well when they weren't doing like silly, like sing along songs. They were like, I guess they were grindcore. Yeah, um, but yeah. Anyway, um, in, yeah, good, good album. Definitely worth checking out. Just a bit more, um, bit more refinement, and we're there. Yeah, I mean, but, I, I hate to word it like that because I couldn't write. Well, I don't know. Maybe I could write something like this, but I was just like, I don't know. I just enjoyed it. I had a really good time. Like often, they went places that I wasn't expecting, and it was great. Um, you, sorry to jump in. Do you think the um, that them being from what, uh, Singapore is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that adds an like a bit of charm to the to the to the album? Like because it does sound a bit immature and childish and local band in places. 
But for Are some you reason, saying I don't, that Singapore bands sound childish? No, I'm saying that they probably don't have the scene that, that America and UK has, right? Fair, because, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think they do, right? Or maybe they do, I, I don't know. If there's any I Indonesian listeners, let us know. Man, they've got, they've got fucking goats at their shows, man. I think their, their, scene, <laughs> is, their scene is booming. Seems popping. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, it's, but then I guess it's a different age now, isn't it, with the internet? Like, you don't need to... Yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter where you're from it. But I mean, but you do when you go to shows and see stuff playing live, like you do take away things that you're like, oh yeah, that was really cool when they got like after we saw Eternal Champion, I had my eyes glued on their guitarists for like so much for being like, man, they're doing so much cool stuff. Mm. Um so yeah, I don't know. Like I almost don't want to comment because I'm like, well, I don't want to because I know nothing about the Singapore scene or the Indonesian scene. I don't know. No, me neither. That's why I'm just saying. That's why so, I just thrown it out there at the end. Yeah, I think that that could definitely be a factor. Um, but I don't know. Like, I'd be, I'd be interested to know. If we do have any listeners out there, please drop us a line. Let us know. We'd love to hear about that yeah, scene. Let us and, know how and, the scene is. And and I uh, would love to love to dig into it and, and like know stuff. If there's bands we should check out from there, absolutely keen. Um, but yeah, Worm Rot, all in all, great release. Uh, really exciting band. Voices, the record before this is also really good. Um, it goes less into these like wild... Um, overproduced moments maybe you could say um but yeah worm rot hiss uh fantastic release earache uh big fat fur approved um suck it up so that brings us on to the final part of the show which is recos and full transparency uh john and i just before we started recording we're like fuck what should we recommend um just just because nick was supposed to do it yeah bloody nick uh, yeah uh, and in all fairness, it's not Nick's fault. I, I, I ended up having to work when we were going to do a uh, recording before. Uh, but the record I am going to recommend, I call it a joint record, is by a band called Haunter, like The Haunted, but with an R, H-A-U-N-T-E-R. And the album is called Discarnate Ales. Uh, it's three songs. It's, I mean, John, I felt like you hit it nail on the head. You are like, oh, it's pretty much Opeth. Yeah, um, but like... When Opeth, like Blackwater Park Opeth, like kind of um, yeah. really incredible chord progression and um, songwriting. Yeah, it's basically like Blackwater Park Opeth. Um, death, progressive death metal, great chord structures, great riffs. The growls almost, a, it's almost like just a hard rip, basically. So if you yeah. love Blackwater Park, this will be, you'll find this incredible. And I feel like anyone listening to this probably does love Blackwater Park. Like it's, it's, it's got to be up there in greatest greatest metal death metal albums ever made um haunter do a fucking good job uh i mean this came out this year it came out may 6th 2022 um on profound law Uh, it's three songs long i am gonna say that because we're talking about it in recos this allows us to select it amongst our album of the year considerations maybe maybe we maybe we actually cover it like later in the year if nothing else comes out because i'd be up for Uh, covering it because it is it's fucking great it's, it's it's fantastic. Uh, so it's it's three tracks long. Um, two of the songs are over ten minutes. Um, there, it's all exciting. It goes on a real journey. It does the melodic sort of walk along um, build that Opeth could do very well. And then when it goes into the heaviness, it's just so rewarding. And mm-hmm. you get that like bleak from Blackwater Park when that sort of all comes together. You're just like, oh my god, this is great. Um, I feel like yeah. they should be way bigger than they are. Like the the sound is incredible. Like the production, the songwriting, mm. it's all top tier. It's quite surprising that they're not 
you know, bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Haunter Discarnate Ales is a wonderful release from Profound Law. Go and check it out. It's three songs long. You'll have you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll have a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> Will, <we> so good. <laughs> Will, Will you laugh? Yeah. Is it funny? Oh, I don't know. If you, no, you won't. You won't laugh. You won't okay. laugh. Okay, yeah. but you'll cry. You'll, you'll definitely cry. You'll, cr- at, you'll at cry. How, at how you'll, good it is, and you'll cry and have a lovely time. Is, yeah. is accurate. Uh, and yep. that is all we have time for for episode 46 of Podhexasaur. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to drop us an email, we're at podhexasaur at gmail.com. Uh, what have you been listening to? Ask us a question. Let's, let's have a fucking chat about metal. Um, any hot takes, we're ready to hear those. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at podhexasaur. Um, like and subscribe on Spotify, all the usual shit. Uh, and we'll see you very soon. <laughs> <laughs>